0: Welcome to Cannes Genealogy Radio. Get out those old records, those old autographs. I'm Dave Obie, and here is the latest news about Canadian genealogy for the week of November 19, 2006. Passenger lists have been making headlines in recent weeks, thanks to the arrival of online records on the Library and Archives Canada website and the posting of a 100 million name index to American arrivals on the Ancestry site. So it makes sense to take another look at a truly wonderful resource, one that is being put together by volunteers. Those volunteers are on the west coast of Canada, but they are dealing with records collected on the east coast. What we're talking about, of course, is the Passenger Lists Indexing Project, being compiled by the Nanaimo Family History Society on Vancouver Island. The goal of the project is to index arrivals at Halifax and Quebec, including Montreal, from 1900 to about 1921. Currently the project is indexing Quebec arrivals. Records from July 2, 1908 to October 13, 1910 have been indexed. The result is a listing of 280,000 names from 586 ship arrivals posted on the Internet. A century ago, most immigrants arrived on passenger ships. The list for each passenger ship usually, but not always, consisted of a front page and as many pages as necessary listing the passengers. The front page listed details of the ship such as its tonnage and master, when and where it left, when it arrived, number of passengers, and a certification as to the health of the passengers. It also said when the inspection started and finished, and when the trains left, carrying the passengers to their final destinations. Early listings did not show as many details of the ship and passage, and started listing the passengers on the front page. The pages listing the passengers were usually broken down into saloon passengers or first class passengers, intermediate passengers, and steerage. In each class, the passengers were frequently grouped by returning Canadian, British settlers, foreign settlers, and those destined for the United States. Usually these groupings would be in rough alphabetical order. If the ship picked up persons at a second port, those persons may appear at the end of that group. Usually the purser or someone else on the ship would write out the passenger list filling in most of the columns. Then at the port the immigration agent would add details such as the amount of money they were carrying and who and what they were going to. Nanaimo's index is in portable document format or PDF and requires Acrobat Reader or similar software. If you do not already have Acrobat Reader, you can download it for free. You are welcome to save the files to your hard disk so you can look at them as often as you want without having to download them each time. And if you find someone of interest, you can look at the passenger list itself by going to the Library and Archives Canada website. This indexing work is a large project that will take many years to complete. It would not be possible without the many volunteers who are transcribing the lists. The Nanaimo Society deserves recognition from across Canada for taking on this project. It's a lot of work, and it's remarkable that so much has been done by a relatively small society. Also worthy of note this week is a news story that you can read online at ITBusiness.ca. It is about the posting of the 1851 census on Ancestry.ca and quotes a couple of people. Yours truly is one of them. There's also Tim Sullivan, the Chief Executive Officer of MyFamily.com, the parent company of Ancestry. Sullivan's words are probably more interesting than mine. He said that Ancestry started working on the 1851 census in May, and it took 15,000 person hours to complete the project. No optical character recognition technology can read 19th century handwriting, so every line had to be read by real people. Sullivan also told the magazine that Ancestry.ca has about 12,500 subscribers now. The site has the 1851, 1901, 1906, and 1911 censuses, as well as other records such as the Canadian Genealogy Index from the 17th to the 20th century. And finally, we would like to send a special hello this week to Ken Aiken who is in hospital in Penticton, British Columbia. For many years, Ken's name was synonymous with the Prairie History Room at Regina Public Library. After he retired, he moved to Penticton, and embarked on an ambitious new career as a speaker at genealogical seminars. Life has a way of hurting our plans, though. Ken's health won't let him do all those speaking engagements, so he is keeping busy with his blog, genealogyeducation.com, and he is also working on a book on tracing female ancestry. We'll be watching for that book, Ken. And in the meantime, we're all thinking of you. Get out those old records, those old Can Genealogy Radio is produced by me, Dave Obey, and sponsored by Interlink Bookshop and Genealogical Services. Links to all of the sites mentioned will be found at cangenealogy.com/radio. Thanks for listening.